Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. This week we are talking about investing in your education. It is crucial, it's the most important first step because it helps make sure the next step you take is right. Don't just take plenty of notes, make sure you take plenty of action as you plug in and see how getting educated can save you literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on your investment journey. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Laurentiel. Thank you for having me on the show, Mr. Baxter. Really fun episode installed today for our listeners, our bread and butter here. We're going to talk about financial education, the importance of it, and how to actually get a hold of it. Look, never a, a more powerful skill set to acquire. And I guess, you know, unashamed plug, we've been at the front end of investor education and financial literacy now for 23 years. Uh, something I believe in to my absolute core that it's so, so important to be educated in terms of making decisions. And uh, let's see if we can explore some signpost milestones and, and perhaps more importantly, give some people, uh, I guess, a structured game plan and an understanding as to why it's such an important component to their journey into financial freedom. That's the thing. And as you say, it's not something that people actively think about until they're kind of already inside the tent. But if you're currently one of those people that are outside the tent mm. in terms of you haven't invested in some education bit in whatever field that may be in. Sometimes hard to recognize the value, but I'm sure we speak to any of our clients or anyone who's undertaken anything in this space, they'll tell you it's worth every penny, right? 100%, at least that's the feedback we'd uh, we'd love to hear. And you know, it goes back to risk at the end of the day. And I think, you know, ultimately, Mitch, the, the, the biggest risk in life is the one that you're unaware of. And by upskilling, by being more educated, building very specific knowledge on certain things, uh, it's starting to reduce the left field factors that can come out and really savage your performance, your investments, peace of mind and everything else that goes with that. So it's about eliminating that risk or at the very minimum reducing that risk that comes from a naivety, I suppose, of not truly understanding what you're doing. At the end of the day, if you think about playing a game, a game of sport, if you don't know what the rules are, um, you're not going to win that game. Yeah, and you're expected to know if you're playing the game in the first place. You're on a field of play, you put yourself there, so there is an expectation that you do know the rules. Well, let's talk about one of the big barriers to entry for a lot of people is, is cost. Mm. But of course, there's the notion of the actual cost of purchasing that education versus the real cost of not understanding the risks, as you mentioned. So mm. let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. Look, it's again so true, and you know we see this f uh, firsthand um, in, in the space that we're in. I mean, this is our backyard, I suppose. And you know, you run an advert, and the first thing someone says, "What's the cost?" And you say, "Well, it really depends on what you need, because we have a whole variety of different programs that we offer, and they all cost different things." It probably a better question to ask is, "What do I likely need?" And that's why you know education is such an important thing for me, uh, and what drives us within our organisation, because then you're not buying something, you're shopping for something that you know that you need. So it's that awareness, first of all, of where your knowledge deficiencies are. And 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 yeah, I mean, people balk at it. You could buy a book for 20, 30 bucks. You could, there's a whole bunch of free stuff uh, that's well available across the, uh, the internet or podcasts and various other places. But whether or not they actually deal with the specific challenge that you're going to face on your specific journey into investing in a specific asset class is another matter. So whatever you're thinking about laying, whether it's $100, whether it's thousands of dollars or something in between, I guess there's a cost benefit of analysis that you need to do. And that is that if I learn a couple of things here that are going to keep me safe, how much is that knowledge actually worth to me? Uh, and a good example of this, and I've seen this over the years, you know, in the past of owned a broking business and, uh, and, and you get clients that just go, look, I'm going to put in you know, 50 grand, give it a go, see how it goes. And I'll learn as I go along. And 
guarantee is a strong word, but I can guarantee that at the end of 12 months, that 50 grand is worth a fraction of, of that, whether it be 45, 40, 30, depending on what they've been doing. And so gaining that knowledge has cost them 20, 10, $5,000 to, to, to lose money on their account. But the worst part of it is they don't actually know what they did wrong. So they can't fix it in the future, no. right? So you've made a, a donation to your learning, you've lost money, and, and yes, you may have learned some lessons along the way, but in terms of building processes and systems to make sure that that can't and won't happen again, there's a really big yawning gap there. So then it becomes a repeatable problem where they go, okay, I've got this now, I'll scale up and, and, and put things right, and they make the same mistake again, albeit on a bigger amount of capital and it costs even more. Whereas you know, for an outlay of whatever it may be to get involved with some structured training, let's say it's a few thousand dollars, um, you would have saved yourself literally tens of thousands of dollars in pain. And yet people still can't always see the benefit of of taking on board that knowledge, that education. And it's very, very hard to convince somebody that the sun rises in the East when they're adamant that I'll just work this out myself. I've read a couple of books. I've got a buddy at work that does this. Um, I'll just see what they're doing and I'll follow along. It is not that easy. You do need to have specialist skills uh, across certain aspects that you don't necessarily know that you even need to understand. You don't know what you don't know, right? Exactly right. So on that AB, uh, you mentioned that people are very hard to convince. And I think we, we use an analogy, whacker mm. in terms of when people are feeling fearful and worrisome and that kind mm. of thing. And we won't go through the full acronym. When you undertake investing in a new asset class, you've got to have a new skill set for that. Now, mm. if you've done property all your life and now all of a sudden you decide to have a dabble in the share market, you know nothing about shares, you've got to have some education in order to understand what you're doing because as you say, it could be very costly, right? 100%, and, 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 and it's that practical knowledge too. It's not about the theory of how these things work, um, which is invariably where the real value add, the real money is either made or saved for people, uh, certainly in my experience. You know, and you look at just something really, really basic like entering into an investment on the day before it pays a dividend. Um, you know, the shares are down because the company has paid a dividend. You didn't even know to look what happens when a company pays a dividend on the day, the day before, the day after, the ex-dividend day, all these different parts of it. And, and that knowledge in itself is just a really basic, simple thing to look out for, which is a very obvious signpost when it's pointed out to you. But if you're new to the world of the stock market, for example, that's something that probably wouldn't be front and center of the things that you're looking for. You might be able to look at some charts and be trying to read them. And again, for, for someone that's looking at a stock chart for the first time, Sometimes it can feel like looking at sheet music. Now, I know you can play the guitar, but I most certainly can't. And, <laughs> and, and, and looking at sheet music is just a bunch of squiggly lines for me. Uh, and just the same way that for somebody that's brand new looking at a, a trading chart, that's all it looks like. Yet once you understand what those lines mean, it can it's, it's, it's like a symphony of music in terms of what you can read from that and the decision making that you can take on the back of that more qualified and informed opinion. But you've got to take the time to learn it first. And I mean, that's, that's, there's a couple of things you know, in the stock market space. And just as easily, we could, we could talk about um, you know, property and property investing and, and, and the various challenges that can come alongside that, um, you know, whether you have your loan cross-collateralized or not. And, and many people aren't aware of what cross-collateralization actually is and what the implications of it might be. So if you're going to go and enter into the world of property where you're looking to spend, yeah, well, let's face it, you're not going to get much out of a million bucks these days. Let's say it's a million dollars spending a few thousand dollars to get educated to ensure that when you make your move on this million dollar asset, you do so in a very structured and very informed way. 
And it's not just, oh, it's a really nice street and a nice suburb, but it's looking beyond that. So is there a rezoning that's going to be happening in that space? Is the block of land subdividable based on the local authorities' um, plan, uh, the council plans for that area in terms of population density and things like that? Um, what structure are you going to be picking this particular property up in? Um, and a myriad of other things. And then when you get into the finance side of it, how do you structure that in a way that basically gives you the ability to borrow the money without taking on the risk of being on the hook if something goes wrong? All of those different things. And you might spend a couple of grand learning that, but ultimately it could save you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars down the line. Yet people will sit arms folded going, I don't need that, I'll just get in and give it a go. And I guess it's, you know, sometimes <laughs> cheap is dear. You think, I'll save myself a few bucks by, by not doing that, and it costs you literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands down the line. Bought it in the wrong entity, so you've now got to move it, so you've got stamp duty uh, as you transfer it across because you didn't take the time to learn about what's the best entity to do this type of transaction in, for example. It, those examples outline the point exactly, and it's crazy when you listen to it, even something as simple as reading sheet music, you've got no idea, so you've mm. got to pay the time and the cost in order to get educated mm. to understand it. What it really sounds like it comes down to, AB, correct me if I'm wrong here, is ultimately having a cost-benefit analysis. What's the potential return as, a, as an investor that I can make from this asset? What's it going to cost me to learn how to do that? Mm. How does someone actually go through that process? Well, I think there's even a step before that, Mitch, and, and, and the cost-benefit is, is, is very, very important. I mean, you know, if you're working with a large sum of money, which a property transaction ultimately is, then spending a few bucks, which is a tiny, tiny percentage of the overall transaction on making sure you do it the right way is a no-brainer for most people, but it's still a resistance point for others. You know, and equally, if you're looking to start in the stock market and you've got to, like, say you're starting with five grand, well, you know, spending several thousand dollars on your education seems very, very expensive. But if you're dipping a toe with five grand and naturally you've got 200,000 to work with, you just want to see how the five grand's going to go first of all then it probably would make sense to get educated in the first instance because then instead of that five grand evaporating and going, oh, didn't think the stock market was any good, you can actually start to have the right learning principles in there and start to see it grow. So then adding the couple of hundred grand to the account is a far easier decision to make. But you know, when it comes to the decision to, to, to say, right, I'm going to get educated on this, I don't think it's just down to a cost benefit on a nuts and bolts, dollars and cents basis. It comes down to personality type too. And over the years, and I've used this cliche more times than I care to mention. Yeah, money, money only flows to people that are open and people that are teachable. And sadly, we're in an era where there is such a lot of free information out there. Oftentimes people can, I guess, believe they know more than they actually do. They might have an understanding of things, but whether that depth of knowledge is there or not is, is another matter. And, and really the secret to success, whether it's in wealth, in life, in business, whatever it may be, is I, I believe really sacrificing that ego and saying, look, I know nothing on this. And this is this is one of my stock standard opening lines when I sit down and I've done this with several accountants over the years. Hey, look, you've got a pretty decent sized financial services company, you've got a financial services license, you do this, you trade, da 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 da. And you go, look, I just want you, I don't know anything. I'm really naive when it comes to this. So I'm going to need you to walk me through literally from ground zero the nuts and bolts, the ABC, starting at ground zero, not at level five where you think I should be, but take me right back to ground zero to make sure we've got the foundations in. And I think that sacrificing your ego to say, look, I know nothing, help me here. There are people out there that will take advantage of that, don't get me wrong. But I think is at the same time a huge breakthrough personally where, yeah, and, and, and interesting enough, I had a, a, an interview um, on this podcast a few weeks ago 
And the person that I interviewed happened to be the world boxing champion, superweight boxing champion, tremendous great, great athlete. Chat. Unbelievable guy, just a, a, an immense person in terms of his personal values. And I'm going to give him credit for the quote, as you always do, when you steal somebody's quote, you let, you let, the, <laughs> let everyone know who you got it from in the first place. Next time I'll say, as someone said, and the third time I use it, I'll say, as I've always maintained. But yeah, one of the things that, uh, that, that Dennis Hogan had to say in that interview is that you either need to be humble or you will be humbled. And there's so much wisdom in that when you unpack it from this getting educated perspective. So if you go in and say, look, I know, I, what do I need to know in order to do this? And ask the question, sacrifice your ego. There's no such thing as a silly question. Uh, and, and I always like to ask, you know, particularly in that sort of environment, is, is there something I should be asking you that I've forgotten to ask? And put the onus on the other side and say, well, actually, yes, this is really important to know. Uh, and it can really come back to you in spades in terms of the return on that, that humility, that humbleness. And what you can glean from it, and I've seen that operate many years ago. Uh, a girlfriend of mine, she she was in the property space, and and a lot of people made the mistake of underestimating her. Insofar as you know, she's a pretty girl, she's a blonde girl. What was she young? What would she know about all of this? And she played the blonde dumb card perfectly, smart as anything. But it disarmed people to be far more open and talk more about things. And 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 she's been able to build a immense empire on the back of that openness and not trying to prove that she's smart, but just sitting back and, and listening to the information coming her way to then make decisions on it. So I think, you know, definitely sacrificing ego is a huge thing and saying, look, I'm a blank canvas, teach me what I need to know on this. I guess the, the, the next part in the equation is where do you go to find someone that's going to do that? Um, and as I say, you know, especially in today's online world, um, there are a lot of people that I think are quite predatory in that space where they will make you feel insecure about where you're at. So you feel almost compelled to invest in their product or service to, to assist you. The reality is you've got to find people that have got runs on the board that have done it and they haven't done it once. Once was lucky, twice is a coincidence, three times is systematic. So you, you've really got to find people that have had a an ability to be successful at what they do on a very systematic basis that certainly have been able to help other people do the, the same thing demonstrate and prove to you that they can help other people do the same thing. And I think ultimately you've got to be able to relate to their teaching style too. Uh, and that for someone that's in the education space as I am was something I really struggled with very, very early on when we first started this, was actually working out how to teach people. I knew what I was doing, but being able to teach it in a way that people could understand was quite hard. So you want someone who's got experience teaching it as well. Um, and then what does the ongoing look like? It's not just about here's some new information, pat you on the head and send you off to go and do your first property transaction or your first stock market investment. But that ability to have that ongoing support because your needs will change from ground zero when you're starting out to maybe three months, six months, 12 months into that journey. But whatever you pay is ultimately gonna be a fraction of what you avoid losing by making poor decisions by being uneducated. That's right. And the person seeking to invest has already made the first step. They're looking at investing, which we are a yeah. huge advocate for. It's about selecting, as you say, the right education and educator. So as we finish up today's episode, AB, for someone out there right now who's looking at a person or a company, whatever it may be, in any respect from an education perspective, mm. what kind of framework are you applying to make that decision? Again, you've got to work out what you're getting for your money. Um, and, and probably the best endorsement for value for money is to talk to existing clients. Um, and, and that way you're not getting the glossy social media pitch where you're actually talking to a real people that have gone through the same decision-making framework that you have where, look, I'm thinking of starting in this new asset class that I know very little about. I'm looking for someone that's going to be able to not just educate me, but coach me, mentor me, help me, hold my hand. 
um, from ground zero to where I want to get to. You've used these guys. How did it stack up on the basis of what you paid versus what you got? And then how are the results stacking up on the back of that? Because it's great if the investment, if the education is value for money, but what do the results look like? And that's ultimately the key thing. So putting those two things together as well, I think are, are very important. And you know, if I look back over my trading and investing career, my first trade was a loser. I blew my account up. I was young enough to, and stupid and I didn't it know happens. what I was doing. Uh, and I took time to get educated. And since then I've been able to help literally tens of thousands of people around the world do the right thing with their money. If I look at the property side, when I started to invest in property, uh, back then when I bought my first property, I just needed somewhere as a primary place of residence. But you know, as I've gotten older and, and looked at different types of asset classes, getting into things like development, for example, and you know, the last development I did was you know, 22 bed, 20 um, one bed apartment complex, which is a reasonably substantial um, outlay. And you think, well, the, the, the value of a project like that is, and you go, oh yeah, I don't want to pay three grand to learn how to structure my assets, even though I'm looking at a, you know, a deal that's like a 10 or $12 million deal. It's just ridiculous when you actually step back and look at it. And those small nuances uh, and, and key clutch learning points that you get on the way through ensure that it's a successful outcome for you but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you know, we always say the most important investment you'll ever make is in yourself and in your own education. Find the right partner, plug into what they've got to say, do all your due diligence before you hit the go button to buy it, find out what they've got to say. And if what they're doing is where you wanna be, plug in, be humble, be open, be a sponge for absorbing that information. And you know, again, if I look across our, you know, our client base, the tens of thousands of people that we have um, in our ecosystem, Oftentimes when people are new, they feel quite intimidated about asking a question insofar as they'll feel that it's a, oh, that's just a stupid question to ask. There's no such thing as a silly question to ask. And you want an organization that embraces that philosophy that any question is welcome, not not just smart stuff. Uh, and you see the, the the journey that people go on the back of that as they uh, as they continue to reach out. And oftentimes it's the, the clients that continue to reach out and ask the most questions are the ones that kick the biggest goals because they continue to come back to be open, to want to take that knowledge to the next level. Okay, I've learned that, what do I add to it? And what about if I, what's next? Where do I go from here? What would you do if you were in my position? What's the question you'd be asking if you were in my position? They're the sort of people you know are gonna get the absolute most out of that journey. And ultimately they're the ones that are gonna kick the goals because they've not just put the, the borders around the drawing, but they've taken the time to color and shade it in as well. And that's what it's all about. It's not just having a framework, it's the detail that's shaded in too. And good quality education is all about that. Absolutely, AB. Couldn't have said it better myself. Really well said. Great advice there. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Mitch. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a review and a rating, and we'll look forward to hosting you next week.